please don't cough. It tends to throw the actors off. Have some respect for Aristophanes and please don't cough. Please don't squeak. We haven't oiled the seats all week. You wouldn't want to miss a single word of Greek. It's hard enough for us to hear each other speak. So please don't squeak. If you see flaws, please no loud guffaws, please only because please there are politer ways. As for applause, please when there's a pause, please although we welcome praise, the echo sometimes lasts for days. days, 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 days. But first. Days, 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 days. Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. Hello, beautiful people. Uh, happy season to you all. Happy Candle Nights. Happy whatever it is you happen to to celebrate this Saturnalia. Uh, and I have a little excised portion of one of the first episodes we recorded in 2020, which was my episode with uh, James Gardner about... Merrily we roll along. Uh, there was a lot of Sondheim talk that I excised from that uh, episode, and I'm happy to bring a portion of it here today. We, we James and I, both large Sondheim files, uh, ran the gamut from Assassins to the Frogs to Bounce to Gold to Roadshow to Wise Guys, back to the Frogs, and then out again. And uh, I'm happy to bring that to you here. Uh, and I hope you have a, a wonderful holiday season, and uh, I'm looking forward to all the stuff we're bringing uh, next year. Next week is going to be a live show from La Do. If you missed that, that'll be in the feed next week. And then we'll be into the new year. We'll be talking about Little Night Music. We'll be talking about Newsies. we got shows coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think a Chorus Line episode is on the docket if i remember correctly i'm not sure i'm remembering that correctly anyway enjoy this conversation with james gardner which we join already in progress but first a promo for what is love actually you know what patrick flynn what beth amon i hate this movie love actually yes me too but i also love it me too but i hate it you know what we should do what we should get a bunch of people together split the movie into its 10 storylines and then figure out this movie one story at a time you mean people like keith powell and jill knox powell from nbc's connecting Keith, why don't you show us what porn watching faces? And Washington Post columnist Alexandra Petri. I don't know. I think every Christmas story is a horror story. Do you think it would work? It actually inspired me to plan my funeral. I dig the uh, brothel angle. Every time I think about the trailer, I'm like, I was misled. I love your use of the word shag, by the way. Can I mix your ashes with glitter? It's like eight half screenplays just put in a blender. I am positive I stayed with my ex an extra six months because we saw this in the theater. It will definitely work. What is Love Actually? Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download. And, and I don't know that feel, it was ever yeah. meant for, it is the only show, also again with the exception of maybe Passion, right? in Sondheim's canon that I go, I don't know if that should play on Broadway. Right. And just like when I so when I was a kid and like Assassins never opened on Broadway. Yeah. And I was and always I'm, sort of like, you know, like, but now I look at Assassins and I'm, I'm pretty like, sure it doesn't belong. It on doesn't Broadway. belong on Broadway. It's not a Broadway. And show. I thought John, Joe Mattel's production of it was, was yes, really strong. It was very, very strong. But I don't I don't. But if that couldn't have. But that was. And as much as I object to the way the Tony Awards does their revival. Right. Thing. It was a revival. I yes. Mean, it was a show that was a known entity. 
it got to Broadway because everybody knew it had already been over right. here and it had that ba- like it had the history behind it. So you can mm-hmm. open it on Broadway with also with that cast. Yeah. Let's not neglect that. And it doesn't matter whether it's right for Broadway or not. Right. It's son- it's a Sondheim show. Yeah. And it's got these people in it. My favorite. It plays in Broadway. Uh, we did Mrs. Miller Does Her Thing mm-hmm. at Signature Theater with Deb Monk. Mm-hmm. And so I got to hang out with Deb Monk oh, quite love, a bit. Love She's so many the questions. coolest. Yeah. The coolest. So person. many questions for her. And I and the but the coolest thing about her is that you felt like you could ask her questions. Right. And I remember asking her, I said, I have to ask you about assassins and what that experience was like. And she goes, James, I'll tell you, when we were in the rehearsal room, we thought we had the greatest piece of theater ever. And then we got on stage in front of an audience and literally it felt like every night we were performing, we were saying, I'm sorry. And she, and it's she goes, it's so fascinating that, that now it's like revered as this great musical, which it absolutely yeah. is. But isn't that true of all of, a lot of Sondheim stuff is that he... I would say it's like true of every single Sondheim yeah. show. I mean, with the exception of Company. Maybe and Sweeney. And Sweeney. Yeah. That's probably true. Company and Sweeney. The public didn't get it. No. And even Company, like... Like Assassins, they were like, how dare you? Well, Assassins has had the terrible yeah. misfortune of trying to open during twice the Gulf during War. Gulf War first and then yeah. 9-11 the second time. It yeah. did finally get there in 2004. Yeah. But yes, it. so that's talk about bad yeah. timing. But Assassins is also his least, I don't know if accessible is the right word, but like Assassins is a really hard show. Yeah. On purpose. Mm-hmm. It, it literally is holding you at arm's length kind of the whole time, kind yeah. of daring you to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and, and sort of also kind of saying, how dare you enjoy this right. to a certain extent. Like, right. Assassin's is a tough show. Yeah. And it should be. Mm-hmm. And I respect it. And I love it. Mm-hmm. But I went, I went to see it in, in a, a regional theater in Philadelphia in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I loved it. My parents thought it was fine. They knew exactly what was going to happen. Like, they were kind of more, because I had told them. Yeah. But, like, I would say most of the audience really didn't. Did not. Yeah. Wasn't comfortable laughing right. when they were but laughing. See, this is the, this is the fascinating great, yeah. thing about about his work is that I think with Assassins over time, I mean, we just did it at Signature yeah. Theater, a very successful production. Not a ton of complaints about it. Um, because I think as people become more familiar with the work, it's almost viewed as, like, it's canon. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, and I think Merrily is starting to enter that realm. I think because of the documentary, I think because people are, are slowly becoming more familiar with the work. I, I think there's something. I would say it's there. I, yeah. I, I think that Sondheim's stuff, I think the only thing that maybe isn't in that group is passion, only because it isn't. Roadshow. Di- oh, true. <laughs> Forgot about Roadshow. The frogs should okay. The frogs. <laughs> that might be the one show you never see at Signature. But you theater. shouldn't like the frogs. <laughs> the frogs. First of all, the version. What's the other one he did with Richard Rogers. Uh, oh, do I hear a waltz? Yeah, do I hear a waltz? Yes. Yeah. But do I hear a waltz? Is and you know what I want to see? What do you want to see? Evening Primrose. I want to see sure. a staged production. I want to see a production of Evening Primrose in a abandoned. Oh, and shopping it, well, mall. You could, I want to see you site could certainly find that Evening now. Primrose. That'd be fun. We've tried to we uh, you know we've talked about. I know that my brother really wants to direct a production of it, but apparently the rights are owned by they're owned by CBS some or, ABC yeah. conglomerate. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 they, yeah, I've yeah. heard that before yeah. that they're because when they did those the the concerts, yeah, and the recording with even with Neil Patrick Harris yep. and stuff mm-hmm. like back at two, mm-hmm. they had a huge problem getting that together. Yeah, um, 
Well, because if you listen to that recording of the frogs, though, like for uh-huh. example, the frogs, it's it's <laughs> it's more of a thought experiment with some like mood music on it. There's yeah. really only two songs in the frogs in the original production, which is obviously Invocation and Instructions to the Audience, right, which right. is a riot, which is great, and which um, was originally supposed to be. Wait, it was, wasn't that the Invocation in, in was part thing? of Forum? Yes, he wrote the Instructions to right. the Audience because they were doing it at the swimming pool at Yale, right? Just for that show. Mm-hmm. And with then, uh, Susan uh, Sarandon? No. No, uh, no, she no was uh, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, yep. Um, Susan Sarandon and went to Catholic. And, and Christopher Durang? Yes, Just Christopher name, Durang name is in the cast. Yeah. names. Well, and the, I can't remember who the... The lead was like brought in from New York. It was a really yeah. famous guy, and I can't remember who that was. I mean, Bert Shevlov, obviously, yeah. directing it and stuff. But like, it was a, it was a gimmick. It was a yeah. gag. You know, like yeah. it wasn't... And the only other song, I think it's called Fear No More, right? Yeah. 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 And like, that's it. Like, yeah. other than that, all the songs in it are big choral yeah. Greek chorus numbers. They're not meant yeah. to be. I mean, it's like, I've been listening to a lot of Pink Floyd recently, so I was about to say it's like Uma Guma. Like, it just doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's just like a long, wandy instrumental you know, that one takes person, up the side of an LP. There's one person, one person at home right now who's when, like, God, I it is nothing like, oh, you're just, thinking, how right? dare you? <laughs> Uma Guma. Um, <laughs> But it does sort of feel, and then when they did it on Broadway, and Nathan Lane took it over and reworked the book, and they, they tweaked the song, yeah. they made it more of a show, and it doesn't really. There's no there there's there no to there me. There. Yeah, like the, if now I would love to see the frog staged at like in a if, swimming pool. If George Mason wants to do it at the swimming yeah. pool, like I would go see that yeah. in a heartbeat. I want to see the Yale production of yeah, because that's what I was trying in, to fix these but, things and just do but them. That is kind of what I'm yeah. saying because yeah. like it is. Stop trying to make it something it isn't. It's not. Tying into what you're saying about Glory Days and also about this. Right. Like, don't... Just because it's a Sondheim show doesn't mean it has to play on Broadway. Right. It doesn't have to be... Which is one of the great things about Roadshow is that they did eventually... They did that version of The Public. The Bounce. Which is the... Well, well, they did Bounce at Kennedy Center. Which Did you see that? I did see Bounce. And then they did it... I can't remember where it went from there. And then it went to The Public... Well, they did Wise Guys. They did a It was reading. first. Wise Guys was first. Oh, sorry, you're right. It went from Bounce. Wise Guys to Gold to Bounce. That's right. And I don't remember what it was called in between. And then it was Roadshow right. at the public in a kind of stripped down section. It do- That is the best version of that show, I think, mm-hmm. the one they did at the public. And then they just stopped. They were like, we've been working on this show yeah. for like 10 years. It, it doesn't. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. And I think ultimately Roadshow is a, is a solid show. Yes. It's, it's like a great like double yeah. up the middle it's a, it's, it's not i know. think it's a solid show it's not a my issue with it is not a terribly interesting story see that's funny i found when i walk when we walked out of bounce uh-huh and like i mean you can't imagine being 23 and going to the kennedy center to see the new stephen Seems sondheim musical oh yeah his re with john weidman like yeah pacific overtures and assassins yeah. obviously i love both richard those shows kind. richard kind hal prince reunited directing the show mm-hmm. uh, you know william perry's in the cast like all these people yeah. like sondheim yeah. people are in the cast yeah. gavin creel for yep. crying out loud yep. w- sitting down for that mm-hmm. and then getting bounce that. And then walking out and just being like, <laughs> what? Like, I remember it was me and my wife and our friend Matt Langen. We all just like went. And beforehand, we'd gone to lunch in the, um, uh, in the Kennedy, like in the cafe at the Kennedy the Center. And Hal Prince was the table next to us. Oh, I mean, so it was a real, like, yeah. we were, we were jumpy. Yeah. And like, kind of getting on the metro and like being quiet and like one of us <laughs> saying, that was nothing, right? Well, like, that was, it, yeah, not, yeah. that was not, you good. don't want to be the one who opens their mouth. Right. And like, 
pretty sure Did that any, wasn't good. I don't want to say that. You don't was, want to be the guy who who saw Assassins and hated it. Right, and yeah. everybody else loved it. Yeah, exactly. It. Uh, and then we <laughs> talked freely about how that was nothing. Uh, but Well, 20 years from now, people are going to be like, Roadshow is one but of I the thought, great Sondheim musicals. You say it's not interesting. The story was not as interesting. I, don't, I just don't connect to it. I and, felt the whole uh, time that I was like, this should be Pippin. Hmm. This should be... Literally, and this of course before it was called Roadshow, like they drive the stage on stage and like we're the Meisner brothers and oh, we're sure, gonna tell sure. you what we're doing. And like and they and it's all very like vaudeville stripped down, fantastic. I think that's what Wise Guys was. Wise Guys start, yes. Yeah. And then Hal Prince came in and undid all yeah. that, apparently. Well, I mean, I've heard have you heard the bootleg recording of Wise Guys? With Nathan Lane and Victor, Victor Garber. Garber. Yeah. No, I... It's it, it it it's a very good workshop. It's sort of yeah. where you wind yeah, up. Yeah, You're yeah. like yeah. But it, I do think you're partially correct because apparently people have been trying to tell the story of the Meisner brothers forever. Yeah. And I think Irving it, Berlin. Yeah. Wanted to write, wanted it to write first, it originally. Yeah. And I think that, but it, I wonder, but it, I hear that and I go, but what, why? I think because I learned in college, uh, one of the first things I wrote was I wrote this short play, which I'd been telling people about for months. Mm-hmm. And I every time I explained the play to people, they loved it and they laughed and they thought it was great. And then I wrote it and we read it and nobody laughed. And I realized... Which play was that? It's not a play that has oh, ever okay. gone anywhere. Okay. Um, it's called Trendy People. It had a lot of high concept jokes in it. and But I realized, after you being devastated and then thinking about it for a while, <laughs> very fragile at 18, that... Um, it was a better joke than it was a play. Sure. sure. It was better. It was the me telling you the story but, was better than the execution. And but what's I feel, the pit, what's the pitch of Roadshow? Well, so no, I think no, it's but, hard to even pitch that. But show. no, so I think the Meisners yeah. are funnier and more interesting. If a you knew them as our Berlin sure. did, but b with like these backstage stories of people being like, so this guy, yeah. Built all this land and floor. You know, yeah. y- you tell this like 10 minute story and somebody goes, that should be a show. Mm-hmm. No, it's a really good story with me and you talking for 10 minutes. Yes, for 10 minutes. The it doesn't minute you try to stretch it out hours, to a yeah. two hour show yeah. and put songs and stuff and like actually try to put an arc on it. Yeah. Like it doesn't. They're they're really interesting characters, but they shouldn't be the main characters of whatever story you're telling. Yeah. It's the one Sondheim show. I, I haven't experienced frogs, but <laughs> it's the one Sondheim show that I'm like. Yeah, I don't need to see that one again. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm super good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I am grateful. I mean, of course, grateful I got to see it. Yeah. I got to tell people I see it. Mm-hmm. But like seeing Richard Kind perform on stage was a blessing. He's it's amazing. Perfect. And also yeah. seeing him, but hearing him do the song, I'm on my way. Yeah. It was a, it, it was one of the coolest things I've yeah. ever seen on stage. Mm-hmm. That, that is one of, that show has moments in it that are brilliant. Yeah. And where else are you going to see? Richard Kind fall in love with Gavin Creel. I know. And believe it. And believe it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't Gavin Creel yet. You know what I mean? Like, he was kind of Gavin Creel. Uh, it was Richard Kind. I, like, Richard, I, love, I love Richard, Richard kind. kind. I love Richard Kind so much. He's so great. <laughs> but it's so, but yeah, and that's a show that, like, but it was, it, so to me, watching it at the Kennedy Center, like we were saying about uh, Frog or, 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 or Growing Days or anything, mm-hmm. it just feels like it was in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching this thing with this big Broadway set in the big Broadway theater at the Kennedy Center mm-hmm. and just being like, no, I, I want to see this in the black box. Right. I want to see this somewhere else. And But because it's Sondheim and Hal Prince and John Weidman, we have to do it in that, here. At that scale. And yeah. 
that doesn't and just like we can't do the stripped down production of Merrily because we're charging twenty five dollars a seat or whatever tickets were in nineteen eighty one, and although Roundabout did a pretty strip just did a pretty stripped down version of it of Merrily, yeah. well right, but that's yeah. a, like now you can strip it away because sure. like it's been forty right, years but you, exactly, but like at the time. The Sondheim show has to open on Broadway. The yes. Sondheim show has to be because he's Sondheim. That's not the reason. The script dictates yeah. what it is. And I it, it's that there's a couple shows where I've I've gone to see it and I've there was some I'm trying to think of something I saw pretty recently uh that I was really like I'm super excited for the revival in in 20 in 10 years that is off Broadway and strips away all the the artifice and just goes bare bones with it because like that seems to be a a thing that happens right. but b I was like that feels more organic to like what this show is than yeah. this like you put it on stage and it has to be because a Broadway show has to be certain things especially now sure like it has to be phantom Almost like it's got to be. Does it? But that's my thing. Does, I don't think it does. does it. But but that is the I mean, expectation. Yes, if, you're, if if you're a producer and the goal is to make money, yeah, then yes, it has to be a certain thing, right? But if you're essentially doing non-for-profit theater on Broadway, right, then it can be whatever the heck you want it to be. Yeah, and there's some great, interesting yeah. stuff that has there been because producers are willing to take those risks, right? And they're okay to lose money, and at the end of the the goal isn't to make you know, Hamilton money. Sure. Well, at least not immediately. I mean, because right. there is also the thing of like the double-edged sword of what we've been talking about is the fact that like when you get to have a cast recording, put original Broadway cast on it. Yeah. And then when you sell it to publishing being like the Broadway musical blank. Yeah. You can't say that unless you opened on Broadway. Exactly. So that's how these like. Could th- you say that though, if you had done, you know, 18 previews and not and opened? A pr- you, but you were on Broadway. <laughs> I don't think you technically can. can. I don't think you can technically. You never no. opened. You just had like these really expensive rehearsals. Well, because it's like, I mean, Spider-Man was in previews for a year and a half. I think if it had never opened, people wouldn't have allowed them to call it the Broadway musical Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, uh, which is its own hilarious fact that yeah. it had that that show had more previews than like some some many Sondheim yeah, shows sure. that full runs. I'm on my way. Discourage not at all. I've gone astray. As who does it now and then? Another day and another port of call. I'm on my way again. I have to say, I'm at sea but far from wreck. I'll have to pay to discover who I am. But on my way, I've acquired some self-respect. Plus a battered desk and a bamboo chair A native fan made of human hair A wicker whatnot from God knows where Who cares? Somewhere where they'd all belong Give the tapestry an entire wall The gilded mirror a separate hall Make an atrium for the chandelier Give the rug a room with some atmosphere And a marble niche for the ming terrine And a mezzanine for the lacquered screen And an archway here and a skylight there Until everything has a place somewhere A place where it can play I'm on my way (laughs) 